Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Hello and welcome to the Foot Weekly Podcast. This is another Capture Event special made possible by the EA Game Changers Network. In this trading focus pod, I sat down with iGolden Bear, Flair and Pod Regular Foot Economist to discuss FIFA 19 as it looms before us. If trading isn't your thing, well then you'll probably find this even more fascinating. But either way, Fear Not will return to your standard format by this time next week with player reviews, return of dynamite discards, team of the week rundown and the usual discussion and insight. I'm your host Ben and you are listening to the Foot Weekly Podcast on all your usual podcast platforms and Foothead. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Foot Weekly Podcast. Uh, we've got various traders. It's something I've actually been meaning to do for a while. We have one trader on quite regularly, um, or relatively regularly. That's uh, the Foot Economist, who's joining me sitting in a wheelie chair to my left in my hotel room. Just how I like him, Foot Economist. Uh, I'm Ben, how are you? <laughs> very good. We've also got Flair and FIFA, who's Dan. Hello, thank you very much for having me on. And uh, your name suggests you're kind of like... A skiller, but you're not. No. Well, yeah, I'm a skiller, but <laughs> I don't want people to know me as a skiller, to be honest, because it's not my so best actually, attributes. So. If you like trading, you like watching someone attempt skill moves, this is your man. We've also got Eye Golden Bear. Thanks for hey. having me, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, extra special, because you know, you're not a man who makes regular appearances in the That's public. That's true. <laughs> Very sure. uh, everyone enjoys your tweets so it's great to have you on awesome. um, we are here to discuss trading it in uh, the kind of FIFA 19 scene we've been playing the game over the last couple of days obviously the market literally consists of the people in the room so <laughs> I don't think anyone was making serious bank over the last I mean <laughs> Golden's like no but those were the ones that I packed but there were some other things in there that I was just playing around with so but. is it just profit from packs no, Mm-mm. some of the stuff people people are literally listening for like minimum, and I'm like, what are you doing? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, you guys are all here at the capture event. I was fortunate enough to be there last year. There were no people in, from the trading community there at all. There were much less people there overall. But obviously, um, it's good of EA to reach out to you guys and, and invite you along. Um, yeah, well, because you know, <laughs> the trading community tends to like conspiracy theories, um, and I think what was sort of interesting, like last year and the years before that, maybe was that. Breeding from the the fact that sometimes some of the requirements for SBCs seemingly were rather strange, and maybe some of the market matchup selections were you know almost exactly opposite of what some of the predictions were. Mm-hmm. There's sort of this feeling that maybe there's some sort of uh, like a tinge of 
uh, from from EA that they don't necessarily like the trading community. So it's good to see that we're we're here, right? Like because you know at at the capture event, and maybe it's a sort of like an olive olive, olive branch uh, from EA. So that's good to see. Um, but yeah. yeah, so you're saying all the SBCs are basically done to make to lose coins. Yeah, well, and it's and it's not necessarily true, <laughs> no, no, but it's no, no. it's like something that you can easily blame if you right. you know, yeah. pick your requirements that you've tweeted out to or or you know yeah. streamed all your followers and get it wrong. Yeah, <laughs> and so that's a good fallback. And and you know, <laughs> Dad, like put you on the spot a little bit here as a trader. Like, why do you think it's important that you get invited to these kind of things? Just because uh, well, we play the game like no one else does. You know, we play this game. Not fully to, you know, just get the best. We, we play it as almost like a stock market to an extent mm. because other people would literally just buy the... Buy, they'll buy the Marnays when you need the Marnays. Mm. But we'll be like, all right, you know, the Marnays coming up, we'll just buy a bunch of them then, you know, and then sell them, you know, whatever you want in the hype or sell them right there. So we can also see stuff from another point of view, you know, and, and we also we have scarily too much influence on the market, you know, because mm. when there's a lot of traders... Well, we always get told is for the reason why players are very expensive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nice. And also, I mean, Golden, you're kind of living proof that traders spend money on packs as well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, and some traders don't like that, but yeah, you know, yeah, no, it but is I mean, what it is. That's what. <laughs> you know, I, I think it is important to to kind of identify that, and like, mm-hmm. I think it's actually a lot more common than maybe a lot of bigger people in the community think that people will trade even on a kind of lower level like I've always traded but I wouldn't have said that I like particularly always followed lots of traders and kind of took advice from people like trading community wasn't there really actually um, and nowadays you know that's it's kind of taken off a lot more I mean maybe you don't think of like air japes uh, what did you have like foot Economics or something. Thief economics, yeah, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, and there were various kind of like these YouTubers would dabble in that, and it's always been there. But actually, those people, a lot of them, have moved away from that completely. And yeah, they're doing RTGs, um, things like that. But yeah, it's good to see all you here. And uh, one of the key things with the Game Changer Capture Event is to provide feedback. And actually, Flair, I know you noticed that you felt there was something that, that you should feedback. So maybe you can talk to us a little bit about that. So we were talking about the unassigned glitch. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's come kind of massive in the last, like, I say massive in the last year, but it's so, so influential because obviously we haven't really known about it. And this year you can just buy a limited amount of cards, which is just it's pretty game-breaking because, of course, you're only meant to, as such, buy one of each card, maybe have 50 on your watch list, 100 on your transfer list, so that's a maximum of 151. But obviously this year you had the ability to buy thousands and thousands of one card and obviously just hold on to it until, um, until you needed to. And... Uh, yeah, it's just it's almost kind of game breaking to an extent, mm. and it kind um, of like allows ridiculous level of control. Exactly. Yeah, you can have a monopoly on a player because you know the, one of the biggest examples of this year was we had Black Friday, and obviously packs get spammed. We had the we had the, well, I think we had an amazing promo this year for Black Friday where we were an SBC every two to, every two hours packs. I mean, not that I do them so much, but like packs every hour or so on, and players are just getting flooded on the market, and it's like inevitably these cards are going to go up. I mean, what, Black Friday is not too far off of Footmas. Prehistorically, we've had Team Week packs like one week later, so and so you literally buy them all. You know that they're going to go up as such, so or inevitably they're going to go up. Yeah. Well, and and what's interesting too this year is they've actually made it easier to do. Uh, yeah. I mean, before. So this, yeah. So this is the big thing that like one of the reasons why I think it's good that you guys are here because you know nobody like literally nobody else will will spot this and and we're really hoping that they'll patch this and it'll get sorted so it might not come to pass your release but it yeah anyway go into the <laughs> go into the thing because that's just great yeah I mean so they essentially made it easier this year last year the way you had to do it is you, you could buy it and then essentially you would you know, end up having to go dashboard and then you could come mm. back in uh, this year all you have to do is just press B and back out of it and you can hop right back in again and, and buy someone uh, you know on Without without having to worry about any restrictions mm-hmm. of your transfer list space, so that's you know just in terms of like speed, it's actually much more efficient mm-hmm. to do it now. Yeah, which yeah. is you know if you're if you're trying to discourage something that is sort of market breaking, that's probably not the way you want to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, I think there's much more chance that people will kind of find out about it by accident. Yeah. Like, yeah. Whereas yeah. before it was they like just press B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just frustrated. Oh, I've got this yeah. unsigned transfer list. You know, they press B. It's like oh. Nothing happened. Nothing bad happened. Well, you've got the example of uh, we've got the team of season SBCs, and of course, when you get your duplicate team of season, you'd have to restart the game. Which I say for like a Randy, for like a, imagine there's the kids on the game, they're like, ah, oh, you know, the only option is to discard it. You not you can't progress through FIFA, obviously like a normal way via doing that. So obviously now they can just see they can rest B and you know. Yeah, so it is positive in that sense. We should say like, yeah, if yeah. you have a duplicate from something and uh, you can't transfer list it or whatever, it is positive because you can kind of just leave it for now yeah. and sort of stuff out. 
um, and, and free up space or whatever. But the problem is that there's no limit to like the number of items you can have there. So, um, what would you say like Golden is the kind of solution to that? Like, what would you think they should do? Um, it's it's sort of difficult because the way that they wanted to build it is to make it easier to have a easier, I guess, a better interface. But it's what and I, I see one benefit of, the, of of this whole thing too. It's like if you pack something like duplicates, and for example, let's just say that you know we had a somewhat of experience with packs. Like you have over thirty items, but you need to go do an SBC, and um, you need to buy about five players to complete the SBC. Mm. Well, now you can you know like you said, you can back out, and you can go buy the players. The problem that we had before was that when you try to do that SBC, you would buy those five players, but then those five players would be all the way in the back. So if you had, for example, if you could win unassigned and you had 75 items on unassigned, you picked mm-hmm. up 83 rated cards, but you need to buy some 82 rated cards, 81 rated cards to finish your SBC, you can't unless you deal with the items first. But now you have access to like everything. So now you can buy the cards you need for the SBC without having to back out. You can put them in your club. You can submit for an SBC and back out and continue doing whatever you want to do. So that's a one positive thing. But in, in terms of how to fix it, I mean... I, I I don't know. Do you, think, do you think you could just make it so you can't go on the transfer market if you don't have anything? Like if you have something and you're unassigned, just lock up make you yeah. back out. Yeah, that'd be. A, I mean, if they do the same thing with packs. Like you mm-hmm. can't open another pack yeah. if you have something and you're unassigned. Yeah. Just do the same thing with the transfer market. Or just not let you list items if you have things unassigned, because yeah. that right. would yeah. kill yeah. it yeah. Right. Yeah. for me personally. If I if I wanted to go unassigned, it's like all right, there's a promotion coming out. Let me prepare myself. If I want to go 83s. Well, that's fine. You can go all the way up to 30, but after 30, yeah, after 30, like, because that's how they had it before, right? Mm. It's like after, you know, you, you'd be able to, yeah. is it 30 or 35? I think it's 35. Okay. Not so, sweet, pedantic. Yeah, know. but, you know, however much it is, um, you know, they, if you have anything beyond that, like, you shouldn't be able to list out. Yeah, that yeah. makes the most sense. It would probably cut off, like, I think cutting off, like, the transfer market, as an example, would probably hit the general yeah. sort of yeah, user definitely. more. Yeah. But if you made it so it was just, you couldn't list things, yeah. I, I, I don't think that would probably come But off. actually, you had a point about that maybe just restricting... The so, yeah, yeah, number. so... I think uh, the most the most unassigned card you should have is 50, because you could bid on 50 cards, and you know when you send, send all to club, of course, those 50 are going all into your unassigned now, so... Right. Right there, it should at least be made for 50 unassigned, you know. They shouldn't, like, I don't know, say, have, there's 30, have there been 30 unassigned and, I don't know, your last 20 get discarded or whatever. Yeah. So what my theory is, just only allow you to have 50 unassigned because, say, you try and buy another item and it literally gives you the same message as if you try and open another pack and saying you have items to deal with as such. Right. Because, um, yeah, I mean, that's what they have on the web. Well, they have it even weirder on the web app because if you have five or more cards and you're unassigned, you can't go and buy another card. Whereas on the console, if you have... You can have unlimited amount of cards. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, um, some kind of limit would make sense. Because basically that would mean 50 unassigned yeah. uh, rather than unlimited, which yeah, kind of just yeah, makes yeah. sense. right? So uh, hopefully, yeah, I mean, we've we back. Hopefully it gets sorted out, as we say. Um, so let, let's kind of move on. I know, um, Jamie wanted to talk a bit about some of the UI changes that will help traders. You're going to be putting out a video on this. I'm sure, you know, Flay, we talked about this on your stream, etc. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's an opportunity to plug, but, you know, if you don't want to take it... <laughs> Jamie, go on. Yeah, I, there's a there's a couple of things that I thought were interesting. The first is like the way, and this is I think so far has received mixed feedback. But the way that they you can manage the items that you pack in a pack after you pack it, mm-hmm. um, uh, they've changed that up. So essentially, what you do is is once you've packed it, your items appear in this three row format, and they're in the middle row are the items that you've packed, and then using your left joystick or your left stick. Uh, you can either flick up to send a player to uh, the transfer list, your transfer list, or you can flick uh, down to send a player to like this sort of quick sell region, right? And then um, essentially what that does is that actually makes the bronze pack method much easier. Like if you were to time yourself doing a opening up a pack on FIFA 18 and, and trying to you know sort it out so that you get you save the fitness cards and whatever you want to do with that bronze pack stuff, um, it would take longer to do it on FIFA 18 than it would on FIFA 19 with how quick this UI is. So just right, right off the bat, Bronze Pack Method is easier. Um, so that's that's something to look forward so to. So look out for Jamie's video, Bronze Pack Method, more OP. All I will say with this is, um, let's say you were doing the Bronze Pack Method and you were selling 20 cards at a time, right? On that, I found that you can't actually remove the sold cards. 
So, for instance, let's say I've listed up 100 things, 50 fitnesses I've sold on. I can't, from this pack screen, remove those 50 things I've sold on and then have 50 more space on my transfers. I literally would have to probably do the unassigned glitch as such, like back out, obviously remove everything we're using, what RT or whatever it is, and then uh, jump back over the pack and carry on. That's where, I don't know, that's a stra- it's a strange yeah, flaw. Can, you, but can you currently clear stuff? You can't currently clear stuff. Yeah, you can't currently clear it, but it, it's weird because it, it shows you something, like on the current FIFA, if you go onto your transfer list, it will like put in a different section. But this year, it will actually show you it being sold, but won't give you the ability to kind of remove it, which, Mm-mm. you know, I, I don't know why they wouldn't would put it in helpful, there. But. Could, yeah, yeah, if they could add something yeah. like that, that yeah. would be helpful. Yeah. Um, other things that would make uh, just, you know, traders uh, and sort of power users of the market eat their lives easier is uh, tagging multiple items on your transfer list. Yeah. So you can just sort of, you can manipulate them sort of how similar what you do with uh, in FIFA 18, how you can sort of uh, flick up on your joystick and then you can tag um, you know, multiple items in a pack. You can do that now in your transfer list, and you can send it back to your club that way. It just makes things a little bit faster. Imagine you can't mass list like that. Thing. You can no. mass list now, which is unfortunate. No. Would that if I if I could you know request a feature, you see, if you're listening or anyone else, um, <laughs> that would be that would be super helpful if I could go through and, and instead of like it, what's nice is you know mass listing stuff with that LTA thing, right? Yeah. But if I could go in and, and more easily without having to go in each individual card yeah, to yeah. mass to, to the list again and you know, click relist, you know I. There's not, you know, every time I go and list, there's, I don't want to relist everything. You know, sometimes yeah, right. I just want to oh, relist yeah, the informs yeah, or whatever it is, right? Yeah. So, and if my transfer list is completely full, it would, you know, take me a lot of time to go out and pick out like the 15 or whatever that I want to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, while it's a good first step to be able to send it back to your club, that would, uh, that would also be helpful. Um, some other stuff, and these are, you know, smaller ones, but you can now see like weak foot skill moves. Uh, on uh, you know the as you when you're on a transfer uh, market you tag over a player you can use the right stick to flick to get the different views to see their contracts and their chemistry style and stuff like that you can now see the weak foot and the uh, skill moves which is just a nice uh, addition uh, another thing uh, that I think you know, was was implemented uh, or at least they tried to implement <laughs> at the end of uh, FIFA 18 was being able to specify exactly what consumable you were searching for so uh, at the end of FIFA 18 they actually uh, made it so that you could search for a single squad fitness uh, or like the rare squad fitness or the player fitness mm-hmm. um, you know essentially before that you couldn't actually narrow it down to that specific you could you could only search for a fitness card which meant that you were going to get if you set the max buy now to say a thousand which was the you know sort of going price of a rare squad fitness uh, you were only able to uh, you, you would see included in that search all of the player fitnesses that were listed at 200. So it was really frustrating trying to find a cheap squad fitness. Um, well, they've also done that now for uh, manager versus player contracts as well as goalkeeper versus player training. Um, so, it, you know, people don't you know generally buy those things, uh, but um, I guess that's a good thing if you're, you, know, frequent, you know, frequently buy those. And I guess another thing, too, is sort of long-term for, for traders going into next year. Uh, I think, unfortunately, that's actually going to make the bronze pack method just a little bit less viable. Uh, because one of the staples of the bronze pack method, aside from getting the cards for uh, marquee matchups and league SBCs, is, is getting consumables and, and being able to sell stuff like squad fitnesses for a lot. Mm-hmm. Because it, you know, it's so incredibly difficult to buy cheap squad fitness. Um, so unfortunately, I think that's going to dock the price of the squad fitness just a little bit because it's going to be easier to you know, snipe them now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the last year, I don't know, it's just natural, but you did see the like price of the squad fitness drop like a fair bit. Yeah, as a result of that. But actually, squad fitnesses were relatively cheap throughout last year. Um, there's, it was an interesting yeah. thing um, that I think basically daily objectives had like a huge mm. effect on the market. Yeah, yeah. People kind of underrated. Like last year, the price of bronze and silver players as well as um, yeah, as, as we were saying consumables was actually kept quite low and I think that was because of daily objectives essentially yeah. dripping like these things into the game the one thing you noticed too was that for the requirements when you had like a weekly requirement for silver players mm-hmm. when you had like one that was specifically for it on like foothead um, you would notice that the price change wasn't nearly as significant as it was you know in, in FIFA 17 and FIFA 18 because you know as, as to your point mm-hmm. um, you know they, they didn't have those daily objectives that would give you so frequently the silver packs yeah yeah essentially yeah the amount of like bronze and silver packs I've just had to yeah. through this year <laughs> <laughs> a little tip for this year actually if you do complete daily objectives just don't collect them because you get them automatically at the end of the day they stick them in your store or whatever so you is that right yeah yeah so yeah, you don't yeah. have to like go into the objective and redeem it, it they'll come through oh yeah, thank god yeah. and, and another visual thing too is that um, you can now see how chemistry styles affect the player in the attribute page or attribute tab rather when you click on a player 
which is nice now. I mean, it, it, it you know you could get it on sites like Foothead, um, and you can see how yeah, yeah. how it boosts Something that we were saying, which I think you know you could see it on Foothead, but people are going to start to realise you know there's some big influencers at this event who clearly didn't understand chemstars until this point, which yeah. is kind of worrying. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, the, the, you can see it quite clearly on the the stats. And, and for example, a big one is I noticed that if you have a player on ten chem, um, they get plus say they're on basic, they get plus five on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they just slip down to nine, they actually go down to a plus four on everything, which is actually quite a big difference. So a lot of people who maybe built a squad didn't worry about um, chemistry initially, actually uh, they're losing like a fifth of their boost um, if they're on nine rather than ten. Which that is sounds like me. Kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> always, I'm always lazy and I have like a cam playing um, like center forward or something like that. Like, well, I wonder off the back of this, especially at the beginning when consumables are maybe rarer, if left wing to left forward and right wing to right forward will go up more because of course now people understand more of the effect, you know, if, if previously they're, all right, yeah, 9 to 10, especially I know a lot of creators would be like, okay, yeah, there's no difference playing Ronaldo on 7 chem as such. Yeah. Now you'll physically see, and I, I wonder if this will also be a massive effect for um, position change team of the week and special cards, because now rather than playing this Ronaldo left forward, people will be like, you know, that Ronaldo is only as good as, I don't yeah. know, like, yeah. a centre-forward bail well, of so, so on and so, so on. Ronaldo's kind of a, like, a weird example because he's oh, so he's good any yeah. no he's so good anyway um, because of like his stats mm-hmm. that you maybe won't see such a difference. It's the players who are like you're kind of like eighty rated. So at the like start of the game when people yeah, yeah. start teams, it's like so important that you get a good chem. I think and like I always like make sure I get a manager just to get bump that chem up. And it's like weird justification of something that I've always thought that the nine to ten chem makes a difference. Um, so yeah, it kind of does. I definitely recommend as well like. Uh, we played a lot here with basic chem styles and it does make a big difference if you can like get yourself some cheap good chem styles like mm-hmm. which boost pace early on like it can make a really big difference to make a player who's like average especially when you're at the start of the game huge difference in like stats yeah. and, and sort of on the line of thinking you'd also think that if people can see it physically that would well, exactly, more yeah. value in the actual chem style yeah, yeah. so like the good yeah. chem styles are going to probably be more expensive the beginning of the game because you remember at the beginning yeah. of the game they're usually not that expensive they don't usually go extinct like the hunters and the yeah, shadows yeah. of the world Later on, until really like right. a month down the line right, right, right. Yeah, yeah I absolutely agree because people are just wanting to buy players like they don't really care that much about consumables and they know they're going to be switching through players a lot so right. they're not that bothered actually talking of which one UI change which I personally think is really strange and feels like a step backwards but it turns out when talking to people at the capture event that nobody really seems to use it anyway, is when you buy a player, um, you can, well, I kind of go through a lot of scores. I like to try out lots of players. And when I buy a player, I always uh, press A on them or X on from PlayStation um, and then uh, place an active squad. And then it shows you the squad. You pop the player in, swap out the player that's in there. You know, jobs are good. And, but they've actually taken out place an active squad. Um, you can't do that with the current setup. But yeah, apparently some feedback thing they sort of ask people, you know, do, like, do you do that? But it seems that everyone actually, and I asked a few people, seem to just go back into their squad and add the player through sets in their club. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. Ben, Which, yeah. Ben, if it makes you feel any better, I do that. What, plays an active squad? Yeah. Okay. okay. That is yeah, two out of four. I don't think right? you're the only one. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I was the only person. did this button even exist? Like, I mean, you no, know, because sometimes what I, what I would do, like, because I go into concepts, yeah. And then I'm searching I'm searching for what so I need to. So you have the concept but, in there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. because I got to back out anyways, because I'm looking for the cheapest price, and then when you buy the player, then uh, it, okay. it automatically I guess that's that because position. I do a lot of my work through my work. <laughs> my, like, yeah. my like finding of players through like Foothead or whatever. I won't even bother like looking at my squad. I'll be like, right, yeah, right, right, I get? Right. Um, I guess yeah, Foothead, obviously the place to go. Foothead. Like search them on the transfer list and put them straight in without even like doing anything with my squad. So I guess that's maybe, yeah, you're right. That's yeah. where it's different. And when you're only dealing with like the top 10 players in the game, like, oh, they're like, it's not as much of an issue. Is it? <laughs> and so after that, relatively... Uh, well not not really long but decent length first part we're going to go into the second part in just a second just wanted to remind you that you can of course subscribe all the usual ways that you get your podcasts um, just go onto Twitter and go onto our pinned tweet if you want all the options at footweeklypod and you can also email us footweekly at mail.com if you want to get in contact in the second half of this trading special we'll be discussing what the key player stats are when we're looking at our investments and squad building you'll also hear us debate whether prime icon SBCs will be in the game we know prime icons are available from launch that doesn't rule out SBCs of course um, but, and going back through it, it was all pretty interesting stuff so I've left it in we also size up the biggest foot promotions of 18 and 19 looking ahead at the Champions League and how that will fit in that's all coming up in just a second at Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. 
With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Lastly here, and welcome to the Foot Weekly Podcast. An icon I've been really enjoying here at the Capture event is the 92-rated Prime Rivaldo. Four-star skill moves and the crazy left foot of his, madness. Another thing that would be, uh, I guess, interesting for us to talk about would be, just from what we've seen so far in the gameplay, uh, I think we can make some pretty good judgments on what stats are going to be important in crafting an OP player, if you will. And based on that, we can sort of uh, give you guys a profile of the players, the type of players that you guys should look out for when you see the official announcement of all the stats. Because uh, when you go into the first couple of weeks of the games, as I, you know, I'm sure many of the experienced traders listening will know, is you'll want to have a list of players that you go in that you're looking to buy as, as cheap and as early as you can. Um, just because of the, you know, the way the market works, obviously, is, is when the game first starts, not a lot of people have a lot of coins. Um, because you know they're just getting started, um, but you know basically throughout the month of October and, and you know even the couple of months after that, uh, there's just massive inflation on the market because people are using you know they're opening up packs with coins or opening up packs with FIFA points rather, uh, and that's pumping coins into the system as people are also um, you know, quick selling stuff like that, and then it's also people playing games getting rewards and weekend rewards. Particularly, it's a huge boost after that first weekend. So if you can buy before the first weekend the rewards, uh, there's a good chance that if whatever players are using is a, is an OP player so to speak, will rise significantly in price. Um, yeah, so Dan, like, are there any particular ones that you spotted over your time? So I'll say with, uh, with this new active touch system sort of thing, I mean, I wouldn't say I really see it as much, but like, just drip. The, f- the first touches on this are just absolutely, like, it's, it's game-changing, like, because... Uh, it's just just a, like us. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just that in. And another thing... <laughs> and nothing with it as well, I just say... Pace, alright, so pace with this one, I'd say, to the extent of like being able to get away from someone is big, but I just don't feel like, I mean, again, this is always a thing I feel like with early FIFAs, they always feel slow as such, but that may be because you're learning the new mechanics, but I'd say, like, if there's not much in the pace, I wouldn't say there's much in it, because of course you've got, when a player's running with the ball, they're kind of a little bit slower, maybe, I don't know, be that dribbling or whatever, and, uh, so yeah, I'd say dribbling, in my opinion, is an absolutely massive one because of the first touch system and just how you can exit so many things. I'd say another thing, I did a lot of uh, left-stick dribbling last year, which got quite big uh, via certain pro players. And uh, basically, you just use left-stick dribbling. You know, you'd kind of like bait you going forward and backwards. You bait you, you know, go left, right and centre. And again, that one's, they, they've completely changed that up. Again, it's just, I don't know if that's off the active touch mm-hmm. system, but the left-stick dribbling, again, is, uh, is good yeah. fun, so... Yeah, no, dribbling is definitely one of the biggest things, uh, like like those quick turns, like just jostling and turning back and forth. Um, but another thing that I've, um, is, I, it's going to be the shooting for me. Um, that's just one of the mechanics that, like, I was, I mean, every single time, I lost like four games, five games uh, in the last couple of days, but um, that's been one of the things that, like, you know, that's hurt me, basically. Um and that I have taken into positive and like just straight shooters, low drivens, um, shooting is going to be a mechanic that is going to be very important in the game, I think, for, yeah. you know, for the strikers. Especially, especially physical, yeah, always. Yeah, like in the yeah. midfield particularly. And like, yeah. But also I think now more up front than we had last year. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Were you about to say about Ronaldinho? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everyone who listens to this podcast is going to know that like a massive bias towards Ronaldinho. I love Ronaldinho, and I, I've had it, I had pretty much all his versions last year for a long time, and he was like amazing. But like he's something else. Like how good he is at like getting the ball yeah. back when he gets tackled, or like like not only is his dribbling amazing, like he can go past people like it's nothing. If you try and tackle him, you have to really get a good tackling, yeah. otherwise he's just going to take it's the ball away. He's going really clean. I mean, essentially, we actually uh, chatted with a, um, and you guys will probably have heard the podcast already. Um, but we had a chat with a, uh, a gameplay developer, um, and he was essentially saying how, like, last year in FIFA 18, they essentially had not really a binary system, but close to a binary system when it came to tackling. Either you got the ball or you didn't, like, mm-hmm. right? I mean, sometimes yeah. there were some, like, lucky deflections that came off that really was just the animation playing out, and it just so happened that, you, like, the ball hit the animation as it was, like, exiting as the player that had the ball originally had, like, hit it and exited. But now it's sort of this, like, physics-based system. So you go into a tackle, and as the, you know, if you dribble straight into, like, with Ronaldinho, for example, if you dribble straight into a defender who's there to try and tackle, and uh, Ronaldinho is actually going to make an attempt to realize that he's going to lose the ball in a second, and he's going to 
try and make an attempt to win that ball in, in, in that engagement. You know, and the, and the things that the gameplay developer said were going to affect that, whether or not he won that, were strength and player weight, um, which essentially sounds to me yeah. like the, the sort of big-bodied sort of, uh, you know, players, especially, and I, I would assume something like, um, you know, aggression might play a little bit into that as yeah. well. Yeah, and I, I find it hard to. He d- he wasn't like specialising in that like development that they'd done through that. Right. Um, and he was kind of saying there are like a few other stats that those are the key ones, but there's other stuff which hasn't. Right. I think aggression, reactions, and balance will like play mm. a part in that because they will have to. And like Ronaldinho is pretty good at all that stuff. He's not like the best at a couple of those. He's not like, the top player or anything. Mm. But he, like, overall, with his like speed and reactions, I think. Right. Um, so I mean, we're not saying go buy Ronaldinho. Like, <laughs> well, but, like yeah. if you can buy Ronaldinho <laughs> yeah, yeah. at the beginning of the game, it's probably a good look. But, but yeah. <laughs> um, another thing too is in uh, I forget the name of the skill move, but it's that new fake shot skill move. It's like LB fake shot. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll have discussed this in the last part as well. Yeah. Right. It, I mean, it's it's, it's lethal. Right. And yes. I think yeah. a lot of the reason it's it's best used with players like like Neymar um, like that new uh, left wing from uh, yeah, Real Madrid yeah, 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 yeah. guys with super high acceleration hmm. um, I think when I don't think it's a broken skill move I think like as people get used to seeing the animation they'll figure it out yeah. but right now in the beginning of the game I think it's going to be really mm. really strong because like, people just aren't used to it yet because I've played the game already like a, a bit as people listening to podcasting I know but like playing you you hadn't actually you hadn't actually played the game this right yeah I didn't play whereas a lot of people have played beta and stuff um and like you were like, eh, what? <laughs> it just like the animation is just like, eh, what? Like because it looks like they're kind of going one way, and then just suddenly bang, they're like going the other, and it's really effective. But yeah, as you see the animation more and more, that will change. But as you yeah. say, like early doors going to be like yeah. um, really big. So if we had to like, you know, on Foothead, there's a feature where you can obviously sort the players using this sort of sort bot, where you can put in multiple stats that you want to emphasize. Mm-hmm. Um, the stats that I would probably say most important, you can do it by four: uh, strength, acceleration. Uh, dribbling and uh, reactions, uh, and, and you know, and see what players come up within a reasonable price range, or look like they will be in a reasonable price range. Those are the kind of players that I think would be, you know, sort of the, the, your your top targets. And another thing, you obviously want to look for height as well, sort of like like uh, height and weight as well. And that's another thing too, like you know, just in general weight. Um, I think you know, we'll obviously have talked about this on a previous pod, but um, you know, as you're looking for for players, yeah, yeah, and it's something I mention a lot. Like people really underrate weight as like a factor in the game. Yeah. I swear, I go on about things that people underrate all the time, but um, weight honestly is like almost as important as strength in some cases. Like, Lukaku is like really bloody heavy, and that's why he feels so much stronger than a player who has quite similar strength. Right. I mean, you um, can have like a team this season, Insigne, for example, who has yeah, 99 yeah. strength. Oh, and right, yeah. like, right, but like he's not gonna be able to mm. out muscle or like a Shakiri for example like super strong in game but if he came up against Lukaku I would back Lukaku every time right. yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense and that's just down to weight and then the final thing um, that I would say just in terms of looking to buy players the dynamic tactic system this year I think mm. is going to make it really interesting um, you know just buying players that are just all around good I think are going to have more value or even if they're if they're all around good players but they might not necessarily be in the most ideal position or maybe they're overshadowed by a player in that same position I think they're going to still hold value um, because of the way it's so easy to change formations now or change formations in yeah, game. Yeah. it's just like literally one click of the button and right. instead of pausing to do that you can just flip flip your whole formation and have people go where you need mm. and there's a possibility as a result like more versatile players come into the game like personally I often like used to switch to three at the back during games if I wanted to like push for a win which to be honest I was often in need of in the weekend I go them. Um so that was something that I did quite often. So often I'd be like, okay, I'll have a right back which can play centre back quite yeah. comfortably, or a left mid who I can don't mind. Kevin Carl Walker, you know. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so I think that could also be a factor. Uh, game plans also allow, which is something we'll no doubt have discussed. But it, you know, the 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 fact that you can do these tactical changes actually makes a huge difference oh. for for using wing play and stuff like. The changes are kind of look similar when you think when you first see it, but actually the impact they haven't gained much bigger. So, so like wingers and things like that are going to be, I think, more important than they have in the past years. And um, wing icons might be more important as well. And I think some of the weird positioned icons, like we we're just saying, could actually yeah. hold value. Yeah. Like, and, and for those that might like not get that at first go, like the reason for that too is because like you can start on offense and defense, you can have two different types of. Uh, you can set it to so two different types of tactics. You can have a different width for on offense. 
so you can play out wide. You can you know exploit that space on the wings with those speedy, skilled wingers. But then you can say, oh, well, on defense, I want our width to be really narrow. Yeah. Whereas before that wasn't. You know, and were, I, and I might have explained this before, but because like, it's just been one of, one of those couple of days where you kind of <laughs> everything uh, you know blurs into one. But obviously, if you playing a 4-3-1-2 or a 4-1-2-1-2 which was by far the matter over the past year and you basically narrow your defence has always been the case that that's actually really effective and I've played like really narrow defences sometimes against players playing narrow and it, they really struggle because they just can't stretch you basically but it, that used to make your team quite narrow in attack as well which kind of meant you couldn't exploit the fact that they're left back and right back are the only wide players so now you can make your attacking width much wider so your players just go boom out wide and I played this game against Jamie and he had his players really wide and I had my defence really narrow because I was trying that out and uh, when he was in uh, defence he could just literally ping the ball lob pass every time to Ronaldinho or whoever it was out wing and, and like that is going to be something again people can get on early on and they'll realise that wingers are kind of important this year so I think those kind of things are definitely stuff to look out for as we move forward that was quite a, a long chat about player selection, actually. It was. It was quite, quite, so, yeah, it's an interesting topic. But I think what we uh, were keen to talk about with you guys, obviously having your experience of the past year, um, or many years in, in some cases, what would you guys see as the changes you expect in terms of like promotional content? Last year, Prime Icons was like the big thing, mm-hmm. uh, made such a big difference to the market. Like, do you think they'll continue to do Prime Icon SBCs? Of course. And I think that, I mean, that, like now they're kind of forced to release them a lot more often than yeah. before because they brought all the icons from uh, FIFA 18, including the new icons, which now we have a total of, what, 200? Yeah, 220 in 220 total. 220 total icons. Divided by three, it's the number and of primes. And let's just assume that they try to release all these icons by January, February-ish. Yeah, well, I think so. last year, wasn't the goal before the last Pro Tour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's when they... Right. Yeah, whenever that was. But it was probably close to January or February, right? Right, exactly. But so. there was a lot of complaining last year about the... Yeah, right. yeah, yeah I would imagine it's even going to be sooner right. if they were going to do it that way. But it's mad because if they're going to want to narrow the time scale, increase the amount, one thing as a trader, you've got to see when are, the, when are these big players needed for these actually going to go down? Like You're probably going to have, like instead of having, like I don't know, they came every three weeks maybe to a month this year, you had, like I don't know, maybe you got lucky and there were like two, three promotions going to bring these down. If they're going to bring them out early, it might be every, every week, every nine days or so on. So you are literally going to now, instead of having, you know, maybe you're going to wait for Black Friday, then Cyber Monday, hey, between, you know, or sometime around that, could be icons being dropped. So, yeah. you know, if there's a promotion drop, you're probably going to have to be, um, you know, picking them up faster and let's wait until, like, the quote-unquote prime time, because the prime time, maybe after they've dropped these icon SBCs, and, you know, we never know when they're going to drop the fan favourites of wherever these new ones are, maybe they drop a Cruyff, you know, one day after Black Friday because they know players are going to go downloads and then, right. and then they're going to go back down for Cyber Monday. So I have to say. If they were to do it that way, you know, essentially keep the, you know, the frequency of those, those drops higher. Mm-hmm. You'd, you'd also think, like, unfortunately, it might be a little bit more difficult to make coins because you'd, you'd oh, think yeah. that the watermark would just stay higher for the mm. price of these cards. So maybe they'd fluctuate less. I, I think, think um, we're, I don't know, like, I'm quite interested in Prime Icon's how the effect it had last year i didn't do a lot like well i did ronaldo towards the end they were huge in terms of essentially removing people's coins from like removing people's buying power and fifa performed financially last year unbelievably well compared with previous years like did really well you think multiple times better than previous years and like i think that is hugely personally down to icon spcs because people were submitting like half their clubs or their whole clubs all their value into those SPCs you get back on you're like oh shit I've got like no players to buy um, this player I want or there's another icon SPC the amount of people who did those first three crap icons like early on in the game God <laughs> was just there he put his hand up um, and like yeah you could submit them again but like compared with buying a player off the market to fill that spot it's, it's incomparable isn't it so, yeah. so I think in, in terms of that it's it, like that makes me think it's almost definitely going to happen again. Like it's going to be important. Um, but why I wonder is do you, I mean I don't know. What, do you think Dan? Do you think people will actually be less inclined to do them this year because have they learned their lesson almost slightly? The I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm like because you look at Ronaldo. You know Ronaldo say icon R9. He comes out he's three mil. Due to him being nine six rated, how often is this guy? Because it's not like he's been in packs since the off the bat. Especially some of these later icons, they're just not going to be not packed as much. So the only way, especially the majority of people are going to be able to get them is this SBC because they might already have untradable icons. They might have untradable foot chance rewards as such. So the only way they can get these icons 
you know, within time is going to be just straight up doing these SBCs. But then I don't know, because I don't think it's those icons, which were the, the ones that I kind of think were the things that took people's coins away, because that player is going to stay in the squad, it's going to be like... But it's like, I know people who, you know, through Twitter, etc., etc., who literally have a bench of icons they weren't using for, like... Yeah, I mean, like, basically they were forced into spending more points, you know, they don't trade or whatever, and so they, that was the reason why they did it. So, I don't know, it's kind of interesting, like, is there going to be less demand? Personally, people have short memories, and I doubt that it will change, but yeah. Yeah, plus all the new ones... Like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the sort of the shininess yeah. of all the new. But like, who's gonna do um, Hernandez? Do you know what I mean? Well, see, that, that's the thing with me. So like last year, I think I, yeah. I think I went like at some point I went twelve for twelve, right? And and we getting it? That's twelve wins maximum. That's probably around what I got. But um, no, no, like I, I did every single prime icon at the beginning because it was it was. You know, our shiny new toy. It's a, mm-hmm. It was an SBC that we've never had before to get an icon. Um, it was just, it, like, it was just so much in demand, I would yeah. feel like. Because uh, it's like you're trying something new out. But for me, for example, like, I learned I learned my lesson from, you know, the previous year with Player of the Month. Mm-hmm. I did Player of the Month uh, every mm-hmm. single month. And what happened to those, to those players at the end? They're done. Uh, you end up getting, you end up replacing them with mm-hmm. way better players. Um, and at, at that point, I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to stay away from play of the month. I'm going to go more into uh, prime icons. And I did exactly that last year in FIFA 18. Um, and I, that was one of the biggest regrets I've had doing Luis Hernandez at that price that, that, that I did it for. And uh, Thierry Henry at like 3.5 million coins. Oh. That was a hard hit. <laughs> and I honestly, I could have had... You know, I could have made so much more profit if I had the coins available and I didn't lose buying power. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so a lot of people learned their lesson, I'm sure. Um, and I, I just don't like for people that have been playing the game for a long time. I, I honestly don't feel like I think people are going to be a little bit more selective. Mm. I'm not just speaking for myself. No, but no I think you're right because people that are like actually, yeah, people have short term memories, but they're not like totally dumb. Like if they right. bought, did the Hernandez last year, well, they're not going to do it this no, year. Like no. let's be honest, especially when they realized he couldn't shoot on his left foot or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think, well, he was such a pain to play against. I swear, he banged in more, so many goals against me. Anyway, um, I think that it will be in, really interesting to see how things play out, like whether they do, like, tweak it in some way. Like, yeah, I, yeah, do things. I mean, they've, you know, the people who do live content have always wanted to kind of play, you know, put a twist on things each year. Yeah, have it evolved. So, so, yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they changed it up, just with the, the number of... Yes, new icons that they yeah, have. Nightmare. And actually, one of the other things that um, you know, well, reasons why I was thinking uh, was the fact that the Champions League got introduced to FIFA 19. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that brings something new, and that something new, we kind of have an idea of what it is. We don't have to start rumors. We don't have to start speculation. We know that there's going to be cards that come out um, during the Champions yeah, yeah. League um, because they're actually giving you one that you know as a pre-order bonus yeah yeah um so we know that there's going to be something we know that there's going to be more cards added on um to the game and i mean and that's what i was saying right yeah right 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 right. yeah yeah and yeah and also like obviously last this year we suddenly had promotion right at the end of the year which caught a few people by surprise i just didn't do it because i like my team was done it was mostly untradeable um and i actually kind of regret like this is the first year i've had a mostly untradeable team yeah and like i couldn't muster up the courage to like spend more points knowing that the right. new game's coming out and or trade so yeah, yeah. exactly so it, yeah definitely worth keeping something in well one thing I thought was quite interesting was at the beginning we didn't know alright is this going to be you know World Cup mode 2.0 but actually these cards uh, these cards end up in your ultimate team so they showed on the trailer yeah. that the Kante ended up in a I think it was two boys squad at such yeah, yeah. so you know you presume it's really going to have more effect than it just being dropped like team of the group stage sort of cards yeah. but um but yeah, one day they're going to incorporate them. So maybe, maybe one to watches. You know, we're path to glories. Mm. Were they a tester of uh, Champions League one to watches? Because of course you can have them every year. Yeah. In general, I mean, they spent. I imagine they spent a ton of money on the rights. Yeah, so yeah. I, I would imagine they're probably going to go all, all in on it. Yeah, yeah. And do you reckon they'll be like one to watch cards? In some mm. way? I, I, I honestly think they do, and the I only reason so, I say I say that is because. Um, I, what, what, did they not show an example of what that would look like, like a low-rated like Champions League card, mm-hmm. right? Because I think at some point they showed like a video of your of of like a, an option, a card that you can choose from. 
but um, like and it was a very point. low rated card. Like yeah, we were talking yeah. about, like in the eighties. Yeah, like the rest of them, pretty sure. right, 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 something like that. So mm. you know that brings the potential yeah. um, to have a once a watch like the. Mm. Champions League, which would yeah, be, be really pretty nice. insane in my yeah. opinion. And the amount of people who like watch Champions League, it's, oh, like, it's oh, crazy. Yeah. It's, it's a real like global. You know, uh, on Twitter, Premier League. Yeah, you see chat about Premier League, but like Twitter is just like the focus is purely on that. Which yeah. happens, so it'll be really interesting to see yeah. see how things go um, around that. So here's a nice question: When do they when do they throw it in? Because of course, Champions League <laughs> goes on for the, the longest of times. You know, do they wait for a quiet period? Mm. Do they throw it? I don't know. Just for footmas, just mm. for team of the year. When do they throw in this promo? Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting to find that out. Well, this is purely something that's sorry. just a bit of fun, but I'd quite like to, you know, obviously like the first year we had weekend league. What was that? Not last year, the year before. Yeah. Biggest promotion, the one that everyone was like, oh my god, this is the best thing that's ever happened to FIFA. It was footmas probably. Like, everyone thought that was like yeah, yeah. the thing. Like last year, what did you guys make of it, Gordon? Well, like what was your promotion of the year? If you like, you kind of most excited. Well, uh, I, I mean, mean, promotion of the year. I think we can. Yeah, all agree with. I mean November, <laughs> yeah, right? My favorite. Um, who can forget the the mustache uh, <laughs> kit that the you know, the right? um, player? Yeah, right. That, but that Rodriguez. That's but, but I mean, <laughs> honestly, Footy's hands down just uh-huh. took. I mean, yeah. took it by a mile. Um, in my opinion, like there's just so much. There was so much content that just came out that I don't think any part of the community was was unpleased. Yeah. I mean, maybe the price. Everything you know towards the end of the year, it's, gonna, it's obviously it's going to be a little bit cheaper, and it's, mm-hmm. it's the most affordable SBCs and stuff like that. But you, wow. are you in agreement with that? Yeah. So, well, I have this year. I have obviously pe- I have people in my stream, and they complain about the content. I'm like, this year, like EA has EA has done it amazingly. We'll start a year off with Halloween. They banged Halloween. They had what SBCs every day. The Halloween cards got upgraded for like four, five, six times throughout the year. And then permanently. Yeah, well, the one thing we didn't get, obviously, this year were the SBCs. Like, we got the SBC Pyre, Costa, and Marrow Yeah, Gasper, that was, that was you know? a bit of a point, wasn't it? Yeah, that, that was, yeah. Yeah, it was a bit strange. Also, the SBCs got price fixed like there was no tomorrow. Because, like, there were majority, like, bronze teams. There was, I think there was a Bundesliga 3 team. And people, how they are, you know, it'll be, like, a 7.5k pack. And they're like, yeah, 20k for the SBC. I'll do the... Yeah. <laughs> oh, literally. Check out for Economist Twitter for accurate pricing. <laughs> so. Anyway, yeah. But I do think, I think they've, honestly... Like, uh, the promotions they've done more than well. You know, obviously Black Friday, SPC or content every two hours, and that was for both Friday and Monday. Footmas, obviously, you know, Footmas was meh. But yeah, I take I had a t- lot to live up to, didn't I? I mean, everyone loved yeah. Footmas the year before, then it got yeah. leaked, so they were quite yeah. lucky with that. Uh, yeah. Well, one, one thing people, a lot of people complain about, in my opinion, is free packs. You know, like lots of people complain that we didn't get many free packs this year, but basically we did. You know, if you look at what we got during Footmas, we got that Footmas bundle. SBCs are free packs. Yeah, exactly. Like, we got that Footmas bundle where you got what, like a. Well, essentially they are. Yeah, yeah, they like, are. I wasn't like because some of them are so much cheaper. They're so, I mean, they, they're like. They, sometimes they would just design them, especially the, the Lightning ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, 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 design yeah, yeah. them so that they're virtually free. No, Impossible no, 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 to yeah, yeah. also price fix because it's like five silver players. Right, yeah. We'll give you something you can't lose coins on unless you're. Just <laughs> someone in dance stream. No, wow. It's just funny though, because like, we were talking about like you know free free packs or just really low low yeah. uh, cost packs. You know, a lot of people um, weren't a huge fan of Team of the Season promotion this year. I but it's just I was going to say, but, but, but I'm but I'm but but you know the thing that the thing from that it's like I think last year. Mm. So last year, then we're talking about FIFA 17. Yeah. Um, there was I think they did so they did guaranteed Team of the. Team of the season yeah. packs, right? Yeah. But it was like for team of the season for like all the team of the season, mm-hmm. right? And they did it towards the end. They didn't do it mm-hmm. as we were getting, and it wasn't specified for a certain league. But I mean, those team of the season SBCs that we did, they were pretty affordable. Yeah. yeah. And you ended up getting a specific team of the season mm-hmm. from that league, like Premier League. That's exactly what I wanted. Right. right? So I ended up getting an SBC, a player, and you know. They weren't expensive. I, I, I think yeah. I, th- I enjoyed. I, I re- actually really enjoyed and also, having that. I, I thought that was amazing because you had the yeah, grind. Was, you had lots of things feeding into each other because you had the grind of the daily objectives, right. yeah. Yeah. which which fed into that SBC. Um, you know, it was it was smart, and also they wiped off players from people's clubs as they yeah. packed them. So I think like for everyone involved, I think it was a pretty positive. One traders, yeah, I like well. it. traders yeah. made money, and I, yeah. I I thought it was really good. And I, I thought it was a bit of a shame that I mean, footy. Sorry, not. Footage was a shame, but the period in between, a lot of people were quite negative because they had festival of football, which the cards were amazing. And I think the problem was with that was the fact that the requirements are really high. Now I spoke to um, yeah people about this, and basically it was because unlike team of the season, where like packs were just like flying out off the shelves like nothing else, that period that wasn't happening, so they couldn't really like 
do the same requirements essentially because the market was not in the same place yeah. basically the interesting point that we are, we Jamie and I discuss a fair bit is like there's a lot of people were disappointed last year because the, at times they didn't really feel like there was much content and you mentioned yeah. this as well but I think it's our belief and we've mentioned this before in the podcast that times of like few mean the times of plenty are heightened and that's quite important to EA strategy mm. and I think going forward over the next year is probably something we'll mention you know across it but like I think it's important that people don't get disillusioned because actually often around the corner there is like a, a good promotion that's on the cards like foot swap foot swap was out of out of nowhere like we did not expect foot swap whatsoever I mean it, it did end up getting a little bit weird because it was end up you had to get like what like 12 out of 13 players and one ended up being like a 50k marquee matchup and I think another one ended up being 6k marquee matchup but I do. I think that first of all was brilliant because I think that during that period, maybe the prior, the year prior, that we probably had absolutely nothing. Like I can't think of any promos apart from the beloved November that was missed out this year. So yeah. I think first of all was brilliant. And what they, what I do find is they, they obviously do try a lot of stuff in previous Fifas for next Fifa. You know, like we had. Do you remember back in the day when we had the Tina season tournaments? Yep. Obviously, they were like precursors, almost as as well, because yeah, yeah. like they were untradeable cards yeah. obtained. Yeah, it was actually similar to that. So you know, I can only hope that mm. you know maybe Footsport makes it into uh, yeah. FIFA 19 a little bit more. Cause well, we were saying at the time it, it was a bit of a precursor also to, to draft packs because you could yeah. only like unlike like everything right. else, you could almost get everything in the game if you really wanted to. Um, Golden's over there, like. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but you know, you could, couldn't you? If you wanted to, you could get everything, but that forced you to choose an option which has not actually been the case in the past so with draft picks there's potential that you'll get SPCs where you have like five draft pick cards and you can only pick one and the others you'll never see again for until footy, like whatever the promotion is that we've had recently where all the cards suddenly come back it's also a bit like your uh, well not exactly but maybe it's like you know with the division rewards now Hmm. You know, you have three, hmm. you know, separate division rewards you can pick. You can pick, like, the untradeable version, the tradable version, or there's the pure coin version now. That's actually quite an interesting point, like, uh, on the trading aspect of how that all affects mm, things. Think, yeah. So, so you've got the... Huge. Yeah, yeah. So we should explain that division rivals, once you complete a division rivals, you get three options. So one option was pure coins, and then the next option was untradeable uh, packs. So, like, the, the anyway, it'll all be untradeable. Um, and then the third option was kind of slight half the amount but tradable yeah. in packs so that is actually like a really interesting kind of thing it also allows potentially people to do almost untradable teams right. with yeah. more yeah but again encouraging people to have untradables because you can spend SPCs I guess but they kind of like lock away value in a way yeah yeah, so that's quite interesting. Then the other thing w- with that is obviously getting these coins is quite interesting. So like sometimes you might choose to get the coins. Mm. Like later in the year, if I was doing it for some reason over the past couple of months, I'd probably have just gone for the packs because, or even untradeable, because it's fun to open a pack yeah, rather than yeah. getting the coins, you know, it's like mm. that kind of thing. So there's like an interesting kind of dynamic how that's going to impact the yeah. market. And depending on when that reward drops, that'll be an interesting infusion of coins and, mm. and yeah, value yeah. into the market as well. Yeah, because I was going to say, I mean, for that, the way I saw it, it's like, well, it depends on, the, number one, what time of the year that is that you're mm. getting that reward. If it's at the beginning, then it might be wise to I don't know maybe get the coins if you if you are an experienced trader and you know what to put the, the coins towards. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me personally, like one of my favorite ones is the double packs where you get the untradeables. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. just use them for something later on down the road. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's very really like sick if you like get like a cool like a decent untradeable player right? you can exactly. use and stuff like that. It's yeah. like it's an interesting little um, little aspects which yeah it's fun and also people doing like pack only accounts for example yeah. is like really interesting like, pack to glory, yeah, pack to glory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. well I wondered how this was going to be because this could bring in a third rewards day because of course we've got squad battles rewards day I don't know if this has been uh, announced what day it's actually going to be dropped on the division rival rewards but we've already of course got squad battles foot champs so I was like it's a third third rewards but obviously people like their pack so if this rewards is literally just going to be a bunch of untradeables obviously with your foot champs you can like mass buy players you can then bid on players and so on and so on but mm, so this will be basically that like some people will choose the coins I guess yeah. some people will choose the thing so it will like it'll probably ultimately like I don't I, I don't have that much I don't I don't think it'll be as big as foot champs and I don't it'll even be as big as squad battles because I think a lot of people will just take probably coins or untradeable packs yeah yeah yeah, I was I, I, the way I was looking at it. It's like, well, the, you know, last year it was squad battles. Is you to get rewards, you either did squad battles or you did weekend league. But now you have that third yeah, option. Yeah, Fred was talking about. Um, but yeah, so you potentially have the option to. It's definitely going to add coins to the market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. players. 
but and, and even good. talking with some of the EA guys, this I mean, the way that they had always sort of you know lined this up, like weekend league was not the mode where the casuals were supposed mm-hmm. to go. I mean, the, the way that the casuals were supposed to, you know, they, that was intended for pros. Um, you know, they sort of see this my division thing or the, the division rivals thing as what the you know the casuals will do that have you know jobs and you know, mm. you know lives mm. and you know, stuff like that you know commitments. Very much like this is you know because you can also um, foot champs also contributes to the points that you get in your divisions like mm. in your my divisions points. So it's not like it, it's basically taking a lot of the emphasis off of the weekend league rewards. I think. Um, and I think you know, sort of to your point, Flair, you know, to, to sort of counter it. I actually think this is going to be a really big deal. I think this is how the casuals are going to get a lot of their coins, and I think this is how, if anything, I would get a lot of my coins because weekend league, weekend league was never really worth it to me because even though I could do well, I never had the time to finish it. But since I can spread the game out, you know, these my games out like, throughout the week for maybe like two games here, three games there, mm. and I can do really well in divisions, and then maybe hop on the weekend and play ten games. That's going to be a sizable reward as compared to I, I go 14 and 3 yeah, on the yeah, weekend yeah. league and get silver 3, right? Like, yeah, and it, it seems like it's scaled as well. Like, we need to see how it is implemented in the game, but it looks like the higher division you reach, uh, or higher skill rating you get, mm. you actually get more points per game. So, yeah. someone who's good at the game is going to get more points. Right. And so you can play less games, get right. an equivalent number of points. Obviously, there are going to be people banging out who are quite good, so it's a bit yeah. of a lot of weird context. I don't know how quite they're going to sort of manage it. Um, it's very similar to squad battles in terms of how the awards are calculated because it is like a percentage system. Um, I think squad it is weekly. Online. Yeah. Yeah. Online. yeah, I like that. I mean, because I'm a casual. Like, I don't, I, I don't like to start something I can't finish, which is why I'm not a fan of weekend league. Because I, you know, personally, I like to enjoy my weekends. Um, I think you don't enjoy like, weekends playing weekendly. Well, I mean, <laughs> not 40 games, I don't. Um, but no, no, no. Like, I, I like playing the weekend league, but the, you know, one of the great things that they brought up like, uh, at some point throughout in FIFA 18 was that fact that you can win 11 games and auto-qualify. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That brought yeah, me back. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, if I don't have to play that many games, then I'm all for it. Yeah. But it just feels, it's like that sense of accomplishment. And yeah. before it was to be like, well, I, I have to win 18 games. Like, I don't even know if I can play 18 games. So I might just set it up. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like, that I think they massively underrated, like, that aspect of people's mentality. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, like, the guys who developed the, the, that side of the game have been doing it for ages and have been involved in uh, foot, you know, since its inception. And, like, they obviously just didn't anticipate how much people want to get things done and finish them. Like SBCs like, are a perfect example of oh, that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know why they thought that, but you know, like, it is kind of interesting that it became a casual thing, a casual player thing, even though it's a very professional um, thing. Um, so yeah, yeah, it would be interesting to see kind of how it pans out um, next year. Will rivals be the thing and division uh, for champs is just like, Side hustle, um, <laughs> or we get a fourth ones. thing that they add on. Yeah, on just out of nowhere. Well, it's interesting because a lot of people complain about the lack of like a knockout tournament and how are those like rewards going to come. Probably as one of your reward options, I guess. Yeah. I think possibly one of the three picks. So on that kind of ponderous, hmm, <laughs> probably ready to end the podcast actually. So to our well debutants on the podcast. Golden Bear, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks. Appreciate you having me. Oh, it's been great. And you can find Golden Bear at iGoldenBear mm-hmm. on Twitter. That's right. Great. And, of course, Dan as well, Flair FIFA. Thank you um, very much again yeah, for having myself as well. Happy. And uh, people can find you where? On the Twitch, I guess at Flair. You don't, yes. Yeah, <laughs> you, don't, you don't want to check out my YouTube. I'll, tell you, I'll save uh, you time yeah. on that. And, I don't know, you can check out my Twitter if you want at Flair with a few underscores at the end. It's like yeah. serious. He doesn't tweet much. Um, <laughs> no, I, I tweet when I'm live, so just just tell her the Twitch. No? Right, right. And from a guy who doesn't tweet much to a guy who tweets a bit, um, <laughs> for Economist. Yeah. Um, people can follow you at for underscore Economist. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's good to probably meet you. That's the other thing. Yeah, yeah. Ben yeah. and I have to two, two years in the making. So, or was it two year, two years or a year and a half? Huh? That's like between the two. Yeah. yeah. It's been great seeing you guys, and uh, look forward to, to hearing from you all soon. All right. Cool. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah! <laughs> <That was great. laughs>
and that is the end of this week's Foot Weekly podcast. Uh, it's been a big one and there are plenty more big FIFA 19 podcasts to come. So do keep an ear out for those. Um, you can do that via various different podcast platforms. Um, just search Foot Weekly. If you're playing on our embedded player or you're on Foothead, there'll be links provided to the various different podcast platforms. Also get in touch at Foot Weekly Pod or email footweekly at mail.com. We always want to hear your insights and get your questions for future podcasts. Until next time, listeners, have a good one. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.